When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know in, in my practice and my coaching programs and even just in my content, sometimes people get wigged out when we use the word, you know, air quote spiritual. Um, but I know when I talk about it, I immediately start by saying spiritual does not equal religious. But I love how you say spiritual intelligence is faith neutral. So can you unpack mm-hmm. that for us? Like, what does that mean? Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories, and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm just super excited that you're here with us today, taking your valuable time. I know Bombshell's bold, brave, unwaveringly confident female professionals are very busy, and it is not unnoticed that you're taking the time to spend it with me and my guest. If you would be so kind to help your fellow Bombshell out by tricking a logarithms and playing the Apple game or the YouTube game, if you would like this video, or if you would subscribe, if you would leave a rating and review that helps us get in front of more bombshells that can receive this information, like the fabulous guests that I have today. So speaking of my fabulous guest, uh, forgive me YouTubers while I read her bio, because it is very impressive and I can't express how excited I am to have her on our show today. Today, we're talking to Amy Lynn Durham, who is the CEO of Create Magic at Work and a UC Berkeley certified executive coach. She is certified to coach in the 21 skills associated with spiritual intelligence using the SQ21 assessment. Amy has spent years in the corporate world successfully managing hundreds of employees for private and publicly traded companies. Her intention is to offer spiritual intelligence and emotional intelligence tools to energize and transform the workplace. Welcome to the show. Sounds like Wonder Woman, Amy. (laughs) Thank you, Amber. Um, Some days I don't feel like Wonder Woman, but thank you for the introduction in that way. I appreciate it. (laughs) Absolutely. Your your chops are pretty um, impressive. And I'm really excited to dig in um, to this topic and and just right out of the gate. I know in in my practice and my coaching programs, and even just in my content, sometimes people get wigged out when we use the word, you know, air quote spiritual. Um, But I know when I talk about it, I immediately start by saying spiritual does not equal religious, but I love how you say spiritual intelligence is faith neutral. So can you unpack Mm -hmm. that for us? Like, what does that mean? Sure. So I have to give credit to Cindy Wigglesworth, who designed the 21 skills of SQ uh, from Deep Change Inc. She's amazing. And that's where I became a, a certified spiritual intelligence coach. And when I ran across the 21 skills, I was like, oh my gosh, somebody created this for us. I'm so excited because it partnered right with create magic at work and everything I was doing. And the beauty of it is it is faith neutral. 
you can be atheist, you can be agnostic, as long as you believe there's a place within you that comes from wisdom and compassion and love, you can practice the skills of SQ, the 21 skills of SQ or any other skill, skill building areas of that. Um, so yeah, that's why that's one of the, that what, that's one of the reasons, um, why it's so great. The other thing I want to add, you mentioned spirituality and yeah, it's been interesting because I've been asked to speak about this quite a bit because it feels like a newer topic for the workplace, Yeah, (laughs) but so many people are craving this and they want to talk about it. And here's why. So the faith neutral definition of spirituality is, um, wanting to connect to a higher power or something bigger than yourself. Mm. And then also feeling this need to give back to the planet, to people or, um, to animals as an example. And so you don't have to follow a specific religion to do that. However, if you do, that's great. You can access that higher power that you do follow. Mm -hmm. And that works perfectly fine as well with working through the, the 21 skills of SQ. Yeah. The way that I I've tried to explain it similarly is, you know, your, your spiritual life is, is something that exists within you. It's, it's your, um, maybe your inner guidance, if you will. Um, and then if you choose to practice a religion, that's like the framework and how to personify that inner knowing, or I love how you said is wisdom, compassion, and love. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, and I really respect Oprah for so many reasons, but, um, something that I've borrowed from her for so many years is I don't even necessarily look at religions. I look at wisdom traditions because I was raised Christian. Now, probably a lot of Christians would say I am not Christian enough, or, you know what I mean? Like I'm very, a liberally minded Christian and I borrow concepts, um, ideology practices from other wisdom traditions, but I don't think that that is in threat to my particular beliefs it's in complement to. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, that's my little sidebar. No, I I like it. I love it (laughs) because, you know, a lot of, most of the religions have spiritual laws that are similar, um, passages that are almost exact in their texts. Right. And I, and it boils down to, this is going to be super simple, but like, you know, like do unto others as you would have done to you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all have these themes. So whatever resonates with you in growing in your spirituality, and you're talking about accessing that inner peace, P-I-E-C-E, that inner Uh peace inside Uh of you, (laughs) not P-E-A-C-E, not yet. (laughs) Um, And in SQ, we often start with, I often start in the SQ journey with clients and working on where are you at? in the awareness between your ego versus your higher self (laughs) (laughs) running the show in your life. And how do we create an awareness of who's in the driver's seat and when, 
And then as you move on to the, the other skills that might resonate with you, there's 21, you don't have to work on all 21. I mean, you can work on one for your whole life, right? Um, then it's how do I practice? Cause you were talking about accessing that inner peace within you. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, or that inner part within you, how do I practice seeking guidance from my higher self from that place within me Yes, <laughs> that comes from wisdom and compassion and love. And then how do I, a, a higher percentage of time practice operating from my higher self. And we're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to fail. And it's a daily practice and it's a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. So whatever get there. (laughs) Yeah. And the ultimate result is, I think you touched on this is when you're making a decision that you trust yourself and that you trust your gut or you trust your inner wisdom, you trust your intuition, whatever label you want to put on that that you trust that it's coming from that higher self place Mm -hmm. and that you won't shatter on the other side. So it's taking responsibility for making decisions for your own life as well, sort of wrapped up into that. Absolutely. And I've been, um, condemned if you will, uh, that might be a strong word, but that's what it feels like because of the way that I pursue my spirituality and whether you call it God or your highest self or the universe or whatever language you're comfortable with, Mm -hmm. I'll just refer to it as God. But to me, it seems like if my heart's desire and my earnest intention is to explore different avenues so that I can get closer to God, don't come at me with your rule book telling me I'm going out, out of bounds. Like, I don't think, you know, your highest self, God, the universe, whatever has boundaries. <laughs> and I think as humans, we like, we build these jails that we have to operate in. And I think all that does is force us into making decisions from the ego. Do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> so I'm like scrambling right now. Uh, so one of the, the skill, this is interesting. And I just, I've never talked about this on a podcast before, but you're kind of bringing this up. And so I think it would be cool to talk about Uh, one of the skills in SQ is when you take the assessment, it's a very lengthy one. It's a deep journey, whatever. So one of the skills ranks you from level to zero to five on your demonstration, um, towards spiritual growth. And it's interesting. I'll just share my own personal because I feel like we're a little bit the same. I scored a zero. Oh, wow. And and I'm like, are you kidding me? I practice spirituality all day. I have so many mystical tools I use. I, it's my life. Now I left my corporate job to literally, this is my work life now. And what I got flagged. This is what, this is all my own language. What I got flagged on was discounting the religion I was raised in. Yeah. Because I had felt judged. Uh huh. And this is very common yeah. with a lot of clients and the rebellion they, kicks in. Yeah. And this was something that I was challenged to, I feel sort of it was another growth challenge. One, you have to go back to someone you actually respect or that you admire that practices that religion 
or faith that, that you have moved away from and have a conversation with them Mm -hmm. because you're doing the same, you know, I was doing the same thing to them that I felt had been done to me. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like this quantum mind flip. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, here, I thought I was so evolved. (laughs) And so, you know, into my vibe and I, I had to really take a look in the mirror at that. So I totally get what you're saying. It comes up a lot. Often it starts with something simple with clients, like just going to your parents and asking them to tell you about their childhood. Yeah. So I don't know if that, you know, I super helpful. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the other side too, is if you look at like the, and I'll just, I'm being lazy with my language. I don't Mm -hmm. mean to be condemning, (laughs) but, um, like the ultra woo woo, then they're like, Oh, I can't believe that you still practice Christianity. Like, and I'm, but I'm like, but that is, that is my path. That is what I was raised with. That's what I'm comfortable with. That is where I find my, um, my best way to connect with God. That doesn't mean that I ignore other wisdom traditions, but I'm just, I'll be real. I watch Joyce Meyer on YouTube all the time. She is a strong female who's overcome a lot in her life. So she resonates with me. The things she talks about are not restrictive to Christianity. They're applicable no matter what. And the way that she talks about the Bible and God and Jesus and all of those things makes sense to me. And, and it, and it, allows me to tap into that place that you, that you continue to talk about, um, and feel closer to God. I do believe that there is a God. So, um, that's, but that's my path, but I don't need you to believe what I believe. Like, I don't have a, a need for that. Um, but I do need you to not judge me. Yes. And I guess if I was as high on the scale of spirituality, I wouldn't have that need, but here I am <laughs> where I am well, on my journey. <laughs> well, I think that's a really great point is we have to recognize separating the human from the message mm-hmm. because we're all flawed mm-hmm. and we're all just trying to experience life the way where we're trying to experience joy, where we're trying to avoid pain. Uh, some of us are operating where we want to give back and create that ripple effect. Yeah. So if a message is resonating with your inner wisdom and your higher self, yeah, go with it. If you connect with a higher power that helps you feel guided, that's your higher power you're connecting with. That's amazing. I think where we get caught up is when we're not separating the message from the person mm-hmm. and, and yeah, people judge, we judge all the time. And that's where we have to exercise curiosity. Oh, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's we- go hang out, Amy. Let's go have, let's go have some tea. <laughs> yeah, asking meaningful questions, creating conversations that we normally wouldn't have rather than rushing to judgment mm-hmm. is what is really going to help us all through that. Yeah. So you bring this into the workplace and a lot of our listeners are business owners or they're leaders in an organization. Um, how does having spiritual intelligence in your leadership toolkit, if you will, how does that improve the results of the company? Yeah. Like if you bring that to work. Yeah. So it improves the workplace culture tremendously 
because if you're a leader that has done the skill building work in this area, your energy is going to ripple out to your team. So there's some data out there that shows that like whatever energy you're emanating as a leader, it ripples out to your team team 10 times over. Wow. It's pretty big because you're in that power position, right? People are looking to you. And so they're going to emulate what you're feeling or what you're doing. And it ripples out 10 times over. So if you're coming from a place of anger, fear, apathy, unhealthy competition, pitting people against each other, you know, your team's going to go out and do the same. Mm -hmm. Ultimately that's not sustainable long-term. Nobody's going to want to work for someone like that unless they're just collecting a paycheck. What really improves profitability and productivity are happy employees. That's right. It boosts everything up by 50%. And it actually, you perform more profitable 20% over your competition. So it's a couple of things with that. It's doing the inner work yourself with SQ, spiritual intelligence and skill building in these areas. I have clients that go through the journey with me, their, their spiritual intelligence journey. And they always, <laughs> there's a skill called making wise and compassionate decisions. It's skill 19. They always want to talk about that. Uh, it's interesting. They want to go right to it, which is super cool for leaders in the workplace to want to explore that skill. How do I make wise and compassionate decisions? How do I do that better? Oftentimes it starts with making wise and compassionate decisions for yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the truth though? Like the way to stop judging others is to stop judging yourself. The way to love others better is to learn how to radically love yourself. I mean, that's like, I almost feel like that is the theme of spirituality is it starts at home. (laughs) It starts within before you can extend any of that externally, energetically, or otherwise. hundred percent. Yeah. And I know we're on, on your podcast, so I have to share it's, it's a lot of women that really need to make wise and compassionate decisions for themselves. I have a lot of clients that are men, um, and they want to talk about making wise and compassionate decisions for others. And that's great. Um, I do find that women really need to myself included, you know, that radical self-forgiveness that the boundary setting where we're overdoing and we need to balance it with more being. Yes. Less doing more being. I literally just planted seeds. I I did a post um, yesterday and we'll see if this publishes this week or next, but um, yesterday was international women's day. And I honored two of my mentors Um, who used to be leaders of mine that I reported to. And one of them called me uh, this week. She text messaged me last week to check on me. And then she called me this week and um, really um, challenged me because of some things uh, my listeners know, you know, what's happened in my life in the past couple of years and really challenged me on really that, that being part and also um, trusting myself and, you know, trusting my decisions and that sort of thing. And she, she challenged me to literally plant seeds so that I would in the act of watering this seedling in this pot and watching it grow, that it would mirror back to me what I need to be doing for myself. So this daily 
act was for me to turn inward and to focus on me instead of doing and focusing on everybody else and how is this impacting everybody else? Um, and I wish I was brilliant enough to, I, I know that this is a thing. A lot of people do it around a new, a new moon. Um, but it was really powerful for her to say that to me as a woman who's been in my shoes, who's, um, who is deeply spiritual and, and very wise and comes from a place of love and compassion. So, um, just throwing that out there. If anybody else wants to practice that as a tangible way to stay focused on that inner radical self-love, if you will. Yeah. I love that. So what are some other techniques that our listeners can use to develop their SQ? Yeah. So simple techniques, you actually kind of, okay. So I'm really into this accessing and your higher self seeking guidance from your higher self and operating from your higher self, a higher percentage of the time. Can we put a timeout on there real quick? Because I don't think all of my listeners know the difference when we say ego and higher self, you and I are throwing those terms around, but can you just, before we get into that breakdown, what you mean by that? Yeah. So the easiest way, I think simple to describe the ego is let's just say for now, it's that, um, that place within you that is triggered if you feel unsafe. So it puts you into that fight, flight, or freeze mode where the, your amygdala and your brain is triggered mm-hmm. and you can't think of options. It's either I'm running, I'm freezing, or I'm fighting. Cause I feel a like lot I'm of that is triggered <laughs> today by previous wounds. So when we're saying ego, we're using a psychological term that is used in therapy and trauma treatment and that sort of thing. So a lot of the times when we're stepping into ego and who this has been me a lot in the past couple of years, it's not even about what's happening in front of you. It's about what happened. And this thing is taking you back to a place that was unsafe, even if right now it is safe. So I wanted to add that. Okay. Sorry, yeah. carry on. <laughs> so like, I mean, let's take it to the extreme. It's like, you're so triggered that you're so upset, but really your life's not in danger. It's not like back in the cave days where a lion's chasing you and you're going to die or something like that. And you described it really, really well. Um, so the ultimate in SQ is if you can get your ego, if, if we don't villainize the ego, and if you can get the ego to be in service to your higher self. Mm. So that's, that's like the ultimate, that's like the Dalai Lama, probably like Deepak Chopra type <laughs> status, right? <laughs> um, so, so higher self is that place within you where you feel like you're aligned with the ebb and flow of life, that inner wisdom that you can tap into when you're not feeling in danger, like we described. I'm really into practicing that because I'm, I am actively involved in spiritual tools, seeking spiritual helpers or what some people would consider experts you know, or Instagram, you mentioned, um, following the, the phases of the moon. I love manifesting or setting intentions with the new moon, releasing forgiveness ceremony with the full moon. All of those things have been a really big part of my life for years. However, we need to be careful that we do not, I mentioned this before, give away responsibility for making decisions for our own life to someone else, like an astrologist yes, or an expert or the Reiki person we just went and saw or our spiritual counselor or teacher, 
that's telling us what they think we should do. Yeah. And honestly, I would not always trust someone who tells you what you should do because that's not the point. I would question if you're, if you are even as a coach and I don't claim to be a spiritual coach, I will say you have your answers inside of you. I can ask provocative questions to get you there. And then I have my little, um, my magic wand. And if I have a strong opinion, (laughs) I will say, and if you're on YouTube, you'll see me waving my magic wand. If I could wave my magic wand and make this choice for you, I would do that. But I am not you and only, you know, what's right for you. And I want to emphasize that because I don't have the same internal compass. I don't have the data. I don't have your life's history. I don't have your wounds. I don't have what you know to be your potential. I don't have any of that. And neither does a spiritual healer, a spiritual guide. So I would, I just want to really echo your cautionary um, expression there. Yeah. And it goes back to when we were talking about feeling unsafe, we often run to advice from others when we are in those moments where we feel unsafe and we're uncomfortable. And so we want to, we want to, we want a quick fix. We want to get out of that, you know, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And often what really needs to happen is you need to sit with that for a while yourself. Yes. Take in what experts might be saying, but you're going to have to sit with that. And you're going to have to take responsibility for your life and make the decision for you with some practice on accessing your deep inner wisdom. And that's really what, to me, coaching spiritual intelligence is all about is just really weightlifting that muscle. If you're going to start trusting your intuition, well, you better have a strong intuition and this is how you can weightlift with it. And yeah, we're going to mess up and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to recognize, repair, recover and radically self-forgive. So good. I feel like I can talk about this with you for like the rest (laughs) of the week. Um, Okay. So um, let's, so let's take it from the me and then transfer it to the we, what is a technique in the SQ world that, Mm -hmm. that a leader can use to improve their workplace? Something that connects the, like, I'm doing this practice, but now I really want to gift my organization or just the people who work directly for me. Yeah. So I put a ton of activities in my create magic at workbook that I authored. I did it on purpose to skill build in the workplace and I'll share one with you. Um, and they're fun. I made them fun because the one-on-one journey is like deep inner work. And then as a leader, you want to go and and have this ripple effect out where you're skill building, but you're connecting and, and you're having fun. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I'll share this because this is part of accessing your, I teach this in experiential workshops where we practice accessing our higher self. And I, I, I authored a journal prompt card deck and yeah, so, so they each have, um, each card has a coaching questions on it and you rapid write, um, in order to access your higher self. So as a leader, you can take this deck super easy and a zoom meeting with it, where maybe you have 10 minutes left, you pick a card. I'll pick a card for the listeners right now. This one's like flying out. So we'll just pull this one. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. 
Like, we got magic. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just waving like your magic wand and everything. That was so cool. I love the universe. Okay. So uh, the card we got for the listeners and for you and I right now is magic. And the affirmation on the card is the words I speak create my world. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then um, two questions to think about. So if you're a leader ending a meeting, you can pull a card like this from my journal prompt card deck and then just flash the questions on the screen um, and then say, everybody rapid write for five minutes and we're going to share our answers with each other. You create, con- you create connection. People see the humanity in each other. Yeah. These are great ways to help your uh, team access their higher self. So questions to think about what words can I speak to create harmony in my life? And then the next question is, what are my clear goals for the next four weeks? And then they can rapid write those and share. I have done this uh, in groups with individuals and mainly with men, (laughs) excuse me. Mm. They never get permission to do this kind of stuff. Right. I'm getting all excited about it because we got magic and I needed to drink a water, but (laughs) they never get to do stuff like this. And wow, giving them permission to access that divine feminine energy that they've Mm. shut down. It's a game changer. And it, it sounds, it might sound silly. This is what's going to increase your profitability and productivity. 100% because, you know, I I love that you referenced divine um, feminine energy and anybody who's followed me, I've done it's in my course, it's YouTube video, whatever that is out there. But if you're listening and you're like, well, what does that mean? I'm a dude. Cause I do have male listeners. We call them our bombshell boys. And I have male coaching clients. Heck I work in the construction industry. Like this is not exclusive to women, but the, the feminine energy is that limitless creative potential. It is the compass of where are we going and how are we going to get there? And if you don't tap into the creative energy, then you just go hack through the forest without a guide, without direction, without that creative solution and the, and, and masculine doer energy without partnering with the feminine creative energy is destructive. And then if you constantly stay in that feminine creative energy, and then you never get to the masculine doing, then you never get to where you want to go. And so those two things just are so important to coexist together. And I just feel like up until recently, those things have been so separate and it's, it's, you know, Oh, don't be, don't act like a man and don't act like a woman. It's like, no, 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 no. This is energy. This isn't, this isn't gender (laughs) different. (laughs) And it's what makes you feel whole. Yeah. And not shutting down parts of you that you feel like you can't show for being a human being. Yeah. Yeah. That is honestly one of my favorite parts of, of working with men too, is they realize, oh, I'm not emasculated because Amber is asking me to do these things. In fact, I'm everything that I want to do is amplified and I'm stronger and, and better. Um, oh, I can talk to you all. Week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I want to add, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to add the, the men that I work with are craving a safe space to access their spirituality and work with it because they haven't been given that in the workplace. A lot of the systems that we work in have been for historically IQ centered. Mm -hmm. 
not, I know EQ is a big buzz, but this is the up level EQ. It is. It's like, okay, you've gotten here. Let's go all the way. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um, I had a client that just a man and he just scored so high on being able to operate from his higher self on the SQ assessment. And I said, did you know this? Did you know you have this like magical superpower already that you operate from your higher self and by default, people that are around you will operate from their higher self because of the energy. And he said, you finally named it for me because when I was a kid, the teacher would always sit the quote unquote bad kid next to me in class because she said he behaved better when he sat with me. And he's had this innate leadership quality. Um, it was just really cool that we were able to name and this aha moment for him. So, yeah. Well, I love that what you do is very approachable because I would like in the woo woo world, somebody would be like, well, he's a light worker. He's a star seed. Like, you know, he's a healer or whatever. And then like, that doesn't feel good to people who don't like understand what those people are trying to communicate because they're using this language that doesn't feel comfortable in a corporate environment or, you know, according to how I was raised, but for you to actually have a tool and have the gift of language that is approachable and acceptable and actionable is, I just think the work you're doing is incredible and so important right now. Um, before I ask my final, final question, I do want to just get your take. Mm -hmm. I found through COVID through the, um, which I know we're not completely out of, but let's just even talk about the stay at home orders when the world shut down. Um, you know, that was, that was a season where a lot of people either chose to watch the tiger show on repeat (laughs) or they chose to do their work. And I don't, I didn't see a lot of in between. I saw a lot of escapism and I saw a lot of I'm sitting with myself and there's no escaping me anymore. I can't get busy. There's no place to go. There's no place to run. Um, how do you think the impact of a global pandemic has uh, caused more response in, in the spiritual intelligence side of things? Like what's your take on that? Mm. So I am guilty of both of what you just said. <laughs> so you were balanced. Okay. <laughs> I'm super balanced. I'm just, um, I think there were some there was some give and take in, with the pandemic. I think we made some strides, but I also think that, you know, I just was talking to a fellow uh, UC Berkeley coach and she, she was talking about the, the impact of going virtual had on her organization. And she felt that it was holding women back or holding minorities back because she's, she was saying, I don't have that opportunity to bump into the CEO while he's getting coffee and have a conversation with him. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. But at the same time, there's flexibility being offered to those that are doing so much. Um, it's not a time clock anymore. It's finish this project on your own time. And as long as you do that, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm hoping (laughs) that once the dust settles from all of this, that this is bringing more of that divine feminine energy into the workspace, because I am having a lot more conversations with people about spiritual intelligence. They're craving it. They want it. They want to go through the journey. 
to your point of people doing the work, super guilty of that in a hopefully positive way, how many workshops cropped up virtually when lockdown hit? I I mean, I was like in so many working on myself workshops that I overdid it. Yeah. And so I just want (laughs) to, I'm like, it's enough. Like if you're someone that actively pursues self-improvement, lifelong learner, all of those things, you got to come up for air, right? Because we talked about the nervous system a little bit before you'll start training your nervous system that it, it's in that trauma space all the time, even if you're diving through it to heal. So if you are in that space and you're listening to this, I say, come up for air and just go have some fun, go have an adventure, go on the Kardashians on. on It's fine. You're not a less spiritual person because you watch the Kardashians do their thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, we, we are here to live a joyful life, enjoy the planet, get outside, go on an adventure, something. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, since I can't stay here all day long, asking you a hundred more questions before we talk about where we can find you online and all the cool things that you have to support people in this journey. Um, what is your parting advice for our bombshells as they're considering their, uh, spiritual intelligence journey for the bombshells? Yeah. Parting advice is two things. Consider yourself always and making wise and compassionate decisions for yourself. And really often this involves a coach, but you can do this on your own. Take a moment to do some self-reflection as far as your boundaries go with work and what you're willing to allow your energy to go to and what you're not. Mm. So good. Yes. Okay. Um, so I know that we can find you online, um, at creating magic at work.net. The way to get a hold of you is Amy at creative magic work.net. Um, you are on LinkedIn, both your creating magic at work is on LinkedIn that you can follow. And then your Amy Lynn Durham, all of this will be in the show notes or the YouTube description. Um, your book is creating magic at work. Create um, magic at work. Oh, yeah. Create magic at work. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. No, that's okay. And then, and then you have a, so this was new on me and I don't know mm-hmm. how I didn't see this on your website, but you have a journal prompt <laughs> deck and I'm obsessed with those. I love having those on hand. Um, so can you, is that like on Amazon? Is there a link on your website? How do we get a hold of those? Yeah, they're both. They're on both. So okay. you can go to create magic at work.net, the shop forward slash shop okay. journal prompt card decks on there. My books on there with the activities. And also I have an actual journal that I converted from the deck. So you can just write in it right away for yourself and everything's on Amazon too. Perfect. And yeah, I work with a, um, a magical illustrator. I don't use clip art or anything at all. And she injects like deep symbolism into the illustrations with everything we do. So there's magic in everything that you get. I would, um, definitely, uh, believe you to be nothing short of intentional. (laughs) So, well, um, thank you for sharing your magic with us. Thank you for sharing your gift with our bombshells. And, um, I just really encourage anyone who listened to this, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, um, I would encourage you to go check out Amy. And with that presence of curiosity, 
try to withhold judgment. If you, if you find something that starts to make you feel a little uncomfortable, I would just encourage you to start asking questions, be curious, be open. And then to Amy's point, always make sure that you're trying to tap in first to your own highest self full of love, compassion, and wisdom. And, um, thank you, Amy, for being on the show. Thank you. I hope we sent some magic to everyone listening. I I think that was guaranteed and bombshells (laughs) take this uh, guidance to heart and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.